Do you like to be the first name of your sex tape? Well, if you like to be the first to listen to podcasts, you might want to check out our Patreon because now we're offering a brand new membership tier called Name of Your Sex Tape. I couldn't help it, guys. I'm sorry. For five pounds a month, you'll get an ad-free version of our weekly episode on a Tuesday, a full day earlier than its usual release. So you can be the very first to talk about how funny our guest was, how quickly you cracked the case, or how badly I answered a question. Plus, you'll get all the benefits of our regular tier, including our live Zoom records, a special shout out on the podcast, and if you really like to hear us talk, we've got an entire back catalog of extra content. Check it out on patreon.com forward slash drunk women solving crime. Name of your sex tape. Name of your sex tape. Name of your sex tape. Fancy coming along to see Drunk Women Solving Crime live? Ooh, yes please. Why not join us for our monthly London residency at the marvellous Museum of Comedy? We've got monthly shows through to June. Plus, every show is a double header, so you get to see us record not one, but two episodes with two fantastic guests. You can find tickets on our website, drunkwomensolvingcrime.com. Shows are selling out fast, so be quick. Noise. Noise. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. This is Drunk Women Solving Crime. My name's Taylor Glenn, and I'm a writer and comedian. I'm joined by screenwriter Hannah George. Hello. As well as author and comedian Katie Wilkins. Hello. This is where beer meets breaking and entering, Prosecco meets perjury, and vodka meets vandalism. It's a true crime podcast with a twist of lime. Coming up on Drunk Women Solving Crime... You know when you're on the tube and it stops at Green Park and the voiceover says, exit here for Buckingham Palace? I always, like, picture the Queen going, oh, it's my stop. <laughs> God, I never feel alive, ever. Like, literally, yeah. someone has to shout in my face for me to feel anything other than, oh, OK. I'm just speaking into a microphone and I'm hammered. Okay. <laughs> yes, I might be about to ruin this. Why? Because I think my auntie's the one who put him in jail. <gasps> what? Now it's time for drunk women solving crime. Hello, listeners. We are Drunk Women Solving Crime. We are still remote. We are still enthusiastic. And we are very excited to introduce our guest for this episode. It is the multi-award-winning editor and broadcaster, Joe Elvin. Sort of like looking behind me then to see who you're talking about. Thanks for having me. I just heard Drunk Women and I was in. (laughs) Yeah. We had you at Drunk Women. Yeah, totally. Not even women, just drunk. Yeah. Yeah. We love you already. I think that always makes the best guests. Yeah, they like like cheers. the title. Cheers. Cheers, cheers guys. <laughs> Virtual cheers. Yep. Yes, another another week of survival and moderate drinking. <clears throat> Very moderate drinking. Yes. <laughs> Joe, there's one way we always kick off this podcast and it is to ask the question, have you ever been the victim of a crime? Well, um, fortunately for this podcast, yes. 
most interesting one that's still, you know, those things where you lie awake at night and you still think about it and want to go over it. And I don't understand fully what happened, but I did once get punched in the back by a, an old woman on the London Underground. Oh my God. Whoa. And it was, um, I, I sort of do laugh about it, but I can still get really upset about it. It's so ridiculous. Yeah. Basically, I was on the tube one morning in rush hour, which I don't miss. That's the one upside of this whole thing. This woman, as I got off this really packed tube, was sort of like walking. I mean, once if someone clips your heels, but when they do it like the fourth time, and I sort of turned around and just sort of gave her a look like, you know, what? what you're doing and she and she said she was honestly she was about four feet high and oh my god sidled up to me as we were about to get on the escalator and said yes well and I had white jeans on she said yes well you will get your jeans dirty if you're going to shove people like you just shoved me I was like sorry what what (laughs) she said you shoved me out of the way to get off first I was like oh god I I mean I would never and I I just said oh god if I did do that it was an accident I'm really sorry she went oh yeah right and I (laughs) just and at that point I was about to get on the on the escalator I just said oh look it was an if if it happened it was an accident I'm really sorry and she went I don't believe I said you're insane (laughs) as I got onto the escalator she got on behind me and she hit me in the back so that I jackknifed and I sort of turned around and said what is your problem and she said what are you going to do about it (laughs) oh my Oh, shit. I've never sort of like encouraged somebody to drop kick an old woman. I, I hope that's where this is going. <laughs> this oh, is like you know, a film. Can I just caveat this by saying, this happened a while ago. When I say old woman, she's probably the age I am now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was about 30 and I think she was about 50. So, you know, when you're 30, everyone looks 50. So, I know. We'll forget And I have to we'll make my peace you. that that's how everyone looks at me now. And I just sort of said, oh, my God. And so I, I started walking up the escalator and she followed me. And I could no. hear her clomping up behind me. And as I say, because she was a lot shorter than me. So I, and I can walk, I'm a really fast walker. <laughs> and she was like scurrying to keep up with me. That's her age as well, my God. <laughs> said, and she said to me, um, and no, she, she was like walking beside Beside me and like, and like looking at me and I said you know if that happened it was a really packed tube maybe I got shoved onto you I don't know what I don't know what happened yeah and she went I'd like to punch you right now <gasps> oh wow <laughs> You know what? I'd like you to punch me as well. And then we can go and see the transport police. <laughs> nice. And with that, she walked off. Uh-huh. So then, but then I had to go and meet people. And, and I was sort of like on, on adrenaline. Oh and I walked up the yeah. stairs. And as I got to the top of the next set of escalators, my heart, I felt my heart mm. squeezing in my chest. And I thought, I bet. And I thought, oh, fucking great. Now I'm going to have a heart attack. Great. And, <laughs> and I. I had to go, it was like a short walk to the restaurant where I was meeting people and I ordered a cup of tea and I was the first one there. And I was, sh- my hand was shaking as I was, I, I had to guide wow. the mug to my mouth. Oh my God. Oh, and I still, yeah. I'm telling you, I'll never forget it. And I, about three months later, I saw her again on the tube. No, no way. So I just, well, I was terrified. I just sort of like left her alone. I'll never forget her face. It's completely changed the way I interact on the tube. I do that thing where I sort of like contort my spine into croissant knots, mm. just not to accidentally touch anyone. Mm. And um, I, honestly, sometimes I lie awake at night and still think, 
I wonder what happened that made her so angry. I wonder what I accidentally did. Do you know what I mean? It was like, yeah. This has got to be much more about I was going to say, this is about anything. 20 people before you. I think probably, yeah, yeah. yeah it's like about her father. Lot. It's not about you. Like, this goes deep. I mean, we've all been furious with someone on the tube, but I've never actually hit someone. No, yeah. but also it's incredible to have that level of aggression at that time in the morning. Yeah, like, yeah, it was. Like, it's, you know, 9 p.m., maybe she's had a few drinks, yeah. but like... Like, what the no, hell? It was, what I was, it was bizarre. What I was going to ask, like, I, I have so many questions about, because what's really crazy to me, in a way, is like, we all blow up, but then you, it sort of blows over. Like, you can't believe you've blown up, and then you let it go. Like, mm. she was persistent. Yes. So I just have to yeah. ask, because our listeners are probably wondering this, was this the queen? <laughs> I'm like, who else is small and persistent and just won't give up? And I have well, to say, she wasn't, um, I mean, the Queen is a bit of a style icon of mine. And I can't say that I would have said the same about this particular lady in her. <laughs> you know, she had on a good scurrying loafer, like a scurry friendly loafer. Yeah. Nice. Did scurry off into the direction of Green Park. So you might be onto something. <laughs> That'd be great. I love the idea that the Queen just takes all her aggression out by pretending to be a woman on the tube. It's like, you fucking pushed me, Forget whatever else we're talking about. You've just solved a crime. (laughs) You know when you're on the tube and it stops at Green Park and the voiceover says, um, exit here for Buckingham Palace? I always, like, picture the Queen going, oh, it's my stop. (laughs) That just really helps her remember. Waking up as she's been reading Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah. She's like, oh, shit. shit." Punching women in white jeans on her way to get back to the palace. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I never, ever, ever take pictures of strangers because I just think that's creepy unless they've, like, assaulted me and I need evidence or whatever. But this woman is a criminal. One time I have was a woman that looked so much like the Queen, but, you know, she's just (laughs) there on the Bakerloo line. And I was like, I just... I just want to show my husband to be like, is yeah. it? <laughs> and right as I took the picture, I was so subtle or so I thought, and she just made eye contact. Oh, God. And I'm still not sure it wasn't. I think her. it was her. Wow. <laughs> That's amazing. It could be. And there could have been some plain clothes, like officers around. The only time I've taken yeah, pictures of strangers is when, like, once when I was waiting to get off a plane. And you know, when you're waiting for the doors to open and people stand up, and this woman sat with her bum on my armrest so that it was sort of like I, I couldn't move because I was pinned in by her actual oh, ass. No. <laughs> so she doesn't know that I surreptitiously took a picture of her ass and bitched about it on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and the other thing. Wow, this is just a rich story. Like, I'm so with you on the trauma and it, it almost makes it worse that it was a tiny woman because you're like, I shouldn't feel this way. But it's like, it doesn't matter who does that to you. I don't know. I imagine she she kind of knew I couldn't really. I mean, and I wouldn't. In no scenario would I have hit back. But she kind of knows that I wouldn't. I she, she, short woman she, syndrome. She, yeah. She, well, she she knows the optics are really yes. bad if you knock her out for you. <laughs> oh, that's why I can't wait to be old, man. I'm just going to kick ass. Oh, and you'll get away with it. Beat people. Yeah. Around. I can't wait. <laughs> yeah. She literally said that. What are you going to do? She did. But the white jeans comment is so passive aggressive. Yeah, that one really bothers she's me. She's so angry about so many things. And you were just there while she was angry. Do you know what I hate about these altercations? It's like, because again, it's that fucking adrenaline that you feel for hours after. Oh, yeah. Whenever yeah. anything like that happens to me, I'm always like god i never feel alive ever like, literally, yeah. someone, someone has to shout in my face for me to feel anything other than okay <laughs> oh god can you imagine the rage that's going to be out there once we're all back in 
Corona Town. <laughs> That's yeah. an interesting thing, isn't it? Yeah. Because there's, a, you know, um, yeah. this is before Corona times, and I think people are going to be, I, I guess, rightly kind of keep away from now me. she just has to but lick it's... me and i'd be traumatized oh my god well joe um hopefully this is a moment to just sort of like get some of that power just back. feel like i feel a bit therapied yeah 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 this is good we always uh, ask what would you say to her if you had the opportunity she's not going to say anything back she's not going to do anything she, she's been What's arrested for gba <laughs> charges she yeah. can't even see you honestly i just I, we didn't really even get to the to the nitty gritty of what she actually literally thought I did. That's what I. That's mm. I, it's a like a great unsolved mystery to me. Get the CCTV footage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bitch, nothing happened. What the <laughs> fuck is your problem? <laughs> Sorry, that's me. I've taken over. Yeah. <laughs> that's Katie We're putting some in. horrible words in your mouth. I do, you know, I've. <laughs> I really felt this. One. <laughs> I love it because on the day when I told people, no one gave a shit. So this is great. <laughs> oh no, total sympathy. And look, mm. if if she happens to be one of our listeners, we love all our listeners. That's fine. Keep listening. Except but, you. Um, let us know. Yeah. Why the fuck did you do that, Queen? Why'd you do that, Queen? Yeah. Okay. That's not cool. Joe, yeah. thank you so much for sharing that with us. Um, it's a heroine story, but we appreciate you. Uh, you know thank you for thank you for letting me now it's time for drunk women solving crime so now we've come to the middle section uh which is my favorite body part (laughs) myself that old middle section i'm sitting here holding my lockdown rolls so i'm just trying to like love them i love my lockdown rolls i'm just holding on to them. my husband makes a lot of sourdough that's all i'm saying yeah (laughs) yeah. <laughs> oh, you're in a sourdough. Oh, it's really boring. Oh. It's, sorry. <laughs> it's a bit overrated. <laughs> yeah, no, me and my partner, we just fuck a lot. I mean, that's what, no, I'm joking. That's, that's really not what we're doing. But... Yeah. Sourdough is the new sex. Yeah. <laughs> what? They both have a crazy start, yeah. right? Uh... <laughs> you wish. Yeah, you don't wish sourdough started lasted longer because that. Uh... No. Although it does look sort of like you know squidgy and. I don't do sourdough. I didn't realize how like creepy that is. That's right out of Ghostbusters. <laughs> like it looks like it could move. I'm not sure about that. So we reached the middle section, and somehow that turned into my stomach and sourdough bread. But this is where we deconstruct a true crime case. So are we ready to begin? Of course we are, detectives. Is now the right time to mention I'm not very bright? <laughs> yeah. That is the perfect time. You, you've come to the right. Welcome to the force. (laughs) Sometimes the brighter guests are kind of. Oh, okay, good. All right. Just kidding. No, I'm sure. I'm sure you're going to be an asset to the force because everyone is. Everyone has their own skill. Yeah. So let's do this. Our case involves a man called Darcy Duggan, who was a lifelong robber. Hmm. Well, they say there's no jobs for life. That's great. (laughs) He was so secure. Um, I yeah, I didn't know what to call him because he you'll see he kind of robbed everything. So I couldn't pen this guy in. He was kind of he was like a freelance thief, if you will. I'm Um, impressed. Yeah, he would have found lockdown very difficult. Uh, So my first question, Darcy Duggan, lifelong robber. Where are we? I have to say, it sounds like an Aussie name. Spot on, Joe. I was going to go Old West, but yeah. Yeah. Spot on. And I was going to ask, have you ever heard of Darcy Duggan? 
I'm not sure. I, it does ring a faint bell. Cool. What um, era am I allowed to ask that? Of course you can. I was about to say um, we are in Australia, specifically New South Wales, specifically, well, to start with, a suburb of Sydney. And Darcy's criminal career spans 48 years from about 1937 to 1985. I might, I might be about to ruin um, this. Why? Because I think my auntie's the one who put him in jail. <gasps> what? <laughs> Ruin oh it. My God. Ruin it. You're about to make it the best fucking episode we've ever had. That's yeah. Insane. Okay, I don't even know. Should I just rip up my notes? Should we just <laughs> Well, I don't know amazing. the full story, but that's that that wasn't a spooky guess. Oh yeah. God. Wow. Is that I it? have actual goosebumps and it's very warm in this room, so it's My emotional. auntie Pat returned eighty four this week. <gasps> wow. Oh, I might be wrong. I might still be wrong, but let's do this. Yeah. Just so we can still unravel it and when yeah. I, I cannot recount his every crime because he was in jail so much. So when you think auntie gets involved, please just say, shut up, Taylor. Okay. This yeah. is my story. All right. This is amazing. Oh That's amazing. Fucking hell. I love that you said I'm about to ruin but how this. Embarrassing, like, oh, no. But how embarrassing if I'm wrong, but how do you spell the last name? D-U-G-A-N. Yeah, see, in Australia, we'd say Darcy Dugan. <laughs> Yeah. Would you? Dude. Oh, fuck my Australian friend who said it's definitely Duggan. <laughs> and I, was he just throwing me under a bus? Damn it. Darcy Dugan. Okay, Darcy yeah, Dugan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does that but change things? The better I get, the better my accent will be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're counting on it. Right. Okay. Let's get cracking. This is all very exciting. Um, so Darcy Dugan, is that better? Yeah. Darcy Dugan was born in 1920 in Sydney. His father, Ezekiel, was a mason and his mother, Noni, uh, was a mother. Uh, I just felt like I should say that. She was kind of a freelance woman. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, she would have found lockdown very good. <laughs> yeah. the, uh, the family were strict Irish Catholics and Darcy attended Catholic school. I left this detail out, but if it helps, he went to St. Benedict. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm so excited that she, you, you can profile him yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Darcy began shoplifting as a child with his friend Lenny McPherson. It's always a Lenny, isn't it? Or a Swiggy. Yeah. Or a Swiggy. <laughs> <laughs> Nice one. Yeah, Lenny McPherson. So Darcy soon becomes a juvenile cat burglar and he's fascinated with locks. So question, as a preteen... What do you think his favorite thing to steal was? Is that like, information? Is a juvenile cat burger, burger, cat burglar like a um, <laughs> Eddie? Like a Come burger. on, Hannah. That'd be nice. Everything's a burger with Hannah. <laughs> wait, he wait. He's a preteen. Yeah, as a preteen, when what? he's shoplifting, what do you think he likes? Cigarettes. Very, or very good like guess. That's what I would have said. Razzle magazine for. or chocolate. Razzle magazine or chocolate. They... Hannah, I want you to finish your question about cat burgers. <laughs> Well, the girls in my school, when they would steal things, they would steal gel pens. So is it gel pens in 1930s <laughs> Australia? Well, yes, it, although they were filled with mercury then. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's a great niche answer. I love that. Um, it would be a hard one to guess. It was actually cosmetics. Well, that, yeah. Oh, that, 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 that's well. thrown me. That's not very Aussie male. Oh, yeah. Wow. Is it the resale or is he curious? Well, kind of. Very good question. It was a resale of sorts he would sell it to a brothel owner who used them for her sex workers oh, wow Jesus that's Christ. actually very um lord sugary I mean, that, that's like really entrepreneurial yeah it's very it entrepreneurial is yeah. Yeah. Yes, it is. yeah yeah this guy fascinates me because just when you think you have him figured out you're like huh 
So there are just some interesting turns, and that was the first one. Um, He's pre. So that's sorry, Taylor. I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, we both interrupted each other. (laughs) workplace. (laughs) But preteen, so he's twelve at the oldest, and he's vlogging stolen cosmetics to a brothel. Yes. Okay. This this guy's you know ahead of his years. I was going to say, like, when I was 10, I did not know where the bra was. Well, you know, you live in Catholic school. Catholics rebel. Oh, man. I'm Don't they just. <laughs> I, well, I feel bad because we keep having these cases where, like, and they were Catholic. And it's like, because do you just want to sprinkle a bit of color? But there's been a lot of, yes, we could look into that. Um So, yeah, he would sell them to the brothel. His first arrest and conviction happens when he's caught stealing from his uncle's hotel when he is 17 years old. uh, And he is sent to the Gosford Farm Home for Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm familiar with it. Wow. <laughs> well, this is I grew up in Sydney. So, yeah. yeah. Amazing. Oh, wow. I might have picked a case that you might have known about, but I didn't know you did. Did really you? Know oh, my gosh. Yeah. yeah. Well, every once in a while, sometimes it's just coincidental we'll pick a case and somebody's like oh yeah i, know yeah, this because I, this, I, I promise I thought, you Man. i know the sketchiest details about this guy and <laughs> but i'll tell you more as, as and when yeah yeah i'm gonna leave a space yeah. i'm gonna make a note space <laughs> space for joe we'll cut out we'll cut out 18 details that i've written down this is fascinating though yeah yeah so gosford farm home for boys this sets off a pattern which uh darcy's gonna repeat again and again and again what do you think that pattern is and I'll give you a hint. It's a bit Shawshanky. Oh, he escapes. I thought it was just being an amazing businessman because if he's got ideas on that level yeah. every single he, time, he's then got a market for yeah. You're hired. He's not just a Ooh. robber. He's a real like as we've said entrepreneur. And he obviously, if, you know, if he sort of like started stealing preteen and was caught and convicted the first time at seventeen, he had in his formative years of thinking, is, "I'm on a sweet deal here." Yeah. yeah, that's seven years of learning, yeah. refining without getting caught at mm. all. Yeah, yeah. It's not failure, it's feedback. Mm. Quite. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, he starts, he's quite an escape artist, like to a ridiculous degree. But the the other bit of it, which is is obviously quite dark, is that you can imagine during this era, these places were horrible. Mm. Um, he suffered a lot of mistreatment, mm. a lot of abuse at all of these detention centers. And this becomes just this never ending mm. repeat pattern where he gets arrested, gets abused, he escapes. Mm. Repeat. Wow. Um, yeah. And we will come. Well, now I'm to starting to hate my Auntie Pat for putting him in jail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it's never black and white, mm. is it? Don't don't hop to the hatred. <laughs> so this first escape is from the Gosford Farm Home for Boys. I mean, just when you thought that sounded like a really lovely place mm-hmm. where you could pet the sheep. It's it's really not. So he escapes with a friend. They manage to stay away for three weeks, but they get caught because they're begging for food and they inadvertently beg a a plainclothes police officer who spots their prison number um, etched into their and turns them in. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So this is just from a newspaper clipping headline. There are some, this is one of the most publicized criminals that Australia has ever seen. Like there are just so many articles, sensationalized articles. What, What year are we in now? Sorry. Um, so we're still in just uh, the 1930s at okay. this point. He's in his 20s. Um, did I do the maths right there? 
No, we're, we're sort of veering into the 40s yeah. now. So newspaper clipping headline, Darcy Dugan, boy hoodlum. At 17, he had been in and out of reformatories many times and was the despair of child welfare officials. His incredible activity in crime is best indicated by his plea of guilty while less than 18 years old to no fewer than 96 charges of breaking and entering and stealing in one year. Wow. I'm not a thief, but that's a lot. That's busy. That's a full-time yeah. job. I'll say one yeah. every three and a half days. That's, that's dedication. I mean, that's dedication. That's harder than just a job. <laughs> it sounds yeah, harder to me. It. Like Hannah said, though, he must have felt alive all the time. Yeah. So question, what does he spend most of his money on? Food. Reasonable. More guess. makeup. Yeah. <laughs> also yeah, he's investing guess. back into the yeah, company. Yeah, he actually started Revlon. <laughs> <laughs> Is oh it something God. like Transport? The face of Revlon. Yeah. Darcy Dugan. Yeah, he was, so, he was so James Charles before James Charles was a thing. Is it something like travel? Did he try and get away from... Is that what he spent his money on? Oh, he wants That's... to move away. That's good. That is a great, great, all great answers. The answer is clothing. Now I can relate to Darcy. Yeah. Now me and Darcy could be pals. He is a bit of a dedicated follower of fashion. Um, Another quote from a newspaper. His father kept the youth well-dressed and Darcy had become clothes conscious. He spent a lot of his stolen money on buying the best clothes at 21, young Dugan was familiar with the inside of Long Bay Jail, but he was still fond of expensive Wow. Clothes. I mean, and that's actually um, not very Australian male. Ooh. It's just not. No, not? I mean, not even now, really. There's just like, mm. I think the beachside cultures, I think nobody really cares so much about all that stuff. That's okay. really interesting. Yeah. We can't box this guy in. No. Box yeah. this guy in. I know. Wait, because there's another, there's another bombshell. Yeah. I'm very excited to share one of his mug shots. Oh, I can't just play because, because I've never seen this guy. He looks exactly like a certain actor, and I was trying to pin it down. It's it's very Woody Harrelson, but it's a little bit. It's actually like one of the actors in Shawshank Redemption. So yeah, we'll share the photos. And yeah, man, he just has this look. He's got this look. So in 1942, after he's released from this time Oberon prison farm, why are they all farms? I think that's just a euphemism for like, you know, sort of like low level security. So I wasn't surprised that he escaped from Gosford Boys Farm because I used to live quite near a prison farm and there were always people escaping and no, we were never scared or anything. Oh, wow. Yeah. Really? Um, Interesting. Was it kind of just a low security, like, so the, the, the people that went there, like, you know, stole makeup, so it, they weren't... Exactly, and it's like, it's detention and you have to stay and, you know, it's things like you would... I mean, it would probably be somewhere where you would be made to work on the vegetables and, and all of that sort of stuff labor on the but farm. it wasn't like okay yeah but it right. was low level security compared to long, long bay jail is like the big hairy jail that's what i gathered yeah. from the way that quote was and you started this off by saying you weren't very bright look at your contributions well, well, you, Joe you, you know this is my homeland this is um, <laughs> this is like yeah. if we're talking prisons i'm from the isle of yeah, Wight, yeah. and we've got like a kind of high security prison but we had like the craze and shit. like the craze were on the isle of Wight. you know we, there was some oh, properly yeah. hardcore but it's interesting that the difference between you know just the the high security and 
And yeah, and the farm. Yeah, Parkhurst yeah. Farm. Does it? Fly I mean, out? where I grew up, most most weeks there'd be a helicopter circling, and my oh, either wow. my mother or my father would go, "Oh, someone must have escaped from the prison farm again." <laughs> Amazing. Be back oh, for dinner. Yeah, this, <laughs> this is such good insight because I was like, why are they all called farms? Yeah. And that they were still going when you were a kid. Like, wow. Mm-hmm. And they would go on day release to, like, you know, work at jobs and places, and sometimes they wouldn't go back. You know, <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. I got a better offer. Would you yeah, yeah, yeah. It? <laughs> um, so it's now 1942. And when he's released from Oberon Prison Farm, thank Mm. you for the insight into that, he decides to try to clean up his act a little bit and he does something. What does he do in 1942? Oh, he joins the army. Spot. He enlists, Katie. Well done. It's 1942. He's posted to another town to train as a sapper, which is basically, I didn't know what that was. No, I don't think I know what that is either. It's a soldier who, uh, it's almost like a a handyman soldier um, or even an engineer. Like they lay mines, they repair railroads, they're really hands on. So in theory, this should, should have suited him very well because he's really interested in locks and mechanics and right. filling yeah. and stuff. Yeah. So sounds like the perfect job for Darcy. How long do you think he stuck with it? Six hours. What? what? Six hours. <laughs> yeah. So, so, he, does, so he completes his training and then quits on the job. He completes some brief, like, basic training. Okay. And then he's, yeah, he's stationed in this other town, which I have not written. He realizes that the uniform um, sucks and... <laughs> yeah. yeah. So we've got six hours. The Nazis, they were designed by Hugo Boss, weren't they? Was it the Nazis? Yeah. Because you don't want to turn up to a fight and then see some guys dress better than you if you're into fashion. So well, they were more about, they fought yeah. the Japanese who weren't quite stylish. So, yeah. Right. Well, yeah. I think I would give him, well, it's got to be less than sort of two or three years because obviously the war ends. Mm-hmm. So I'm well, going to give him, I'm going to give him three six years. months. Six months. Six months. Oh, it's got to be less than Six it. months. And With Katie Wilkins. Three years into the war. Mm hmm. So now he'd be technically a deserter, right, as well? Well, no, he's not really on the front lines, though. He's still in Australia. Okay, I'm going to go six days just to be keep the six. Yeah. I love the six. I Thank you for that. My OCD loved that. Six, um, six, six. <laughs> Uh-oh. It's not your OCD, hey, Taylor. <laughs> I'm sorry. By OCD, I meant Satanism. Yeah. I get so confused. Drunk women solving crime. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger. Feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. 
For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. He makes it just over a month, which almost sounds like, wow, he tried. It was almost enough. But yeah, he fucks off after a month. I'm the closest. Yeah, well done. You're the closest. Yeah. I'm sorry, Katie, yeah. I should have pointed that out. Um, and along the way, just for good measure, he commits a burglary. Uh, oh, wow. So he's dishonorably discharged from the army and he spends more time in jail. Now, in between incarcerations, Darcy does something else on the side to make money. And this is my favorite fun fact of this entire case. Um, what do you think he does on the side to make money? I'm trying to think of something super random and Australian. <laughs> <laughs> he like starts selling surfboards. Yeah. That's a really good guess. It's definitely an outside of the box sort of thing. HG, any gut feels? Uh, I, for some reason, I don't know why. I think, could he do some kind of cooking? Could it be like he sell, he starts a kind of food van, a food truck before food trucks are a thing? Ooh, nice. These are all really good guesses. I would have been shocked if you had just landed on this, but um, he teaches ballroom dancing. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, we should have got that because there's that film, isn't there? Yeah. <laughs> right. So he's teaching when, ballroom. When did he learn? Like, we kept that under his hat. What? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it must have just been part of his upbringing. <laughs> my uncle went on a um, on a cruise with his husband, and my uncle was in his 70s, but my uncle was a great ballroom dancer. And um, he like, did ballroom dancing with all the old ladies who are like, mostly widows. He'd sort of like, you know, dance around the ballroom. Wow. And then, and like a guy from the cruise line came up to him and said, "You can have any free cruise you want if you just come back and dance with the old <gasps> ladies." Oh wow! Yeah. Did he say yes? Wow. Like, do you know what? I think he carried on paying because he just didn't want to have to. He wants to do it when he wants to do it. <laughs> I'm your private dancer, <laughs> right? <laughs> a ball dance for money. Wait, a ball dance is a very different thing. You need I the room like in there. You got to keep the room in. Still work. <laughs> when did he learn ballroom dancing? Yeah. It's a really good question. I don't have that to hand, but not only did he teach ballroom dancing in various studios across Sydney, he even won a ballroom dancing competition when he was in his 20s. Oh, my God. This guy is fascinating. There's so much yeah. amazing potential there. And it's just me. Yeah, There's I, so much. It just shows you as if you're steered the right way or the wrong way. Honestly, I feel like society let this guy down. He had so much to offer. Yeah. He had to. He had to do crime. He'd because... be on them Strictly Come Dancing now, wouldn't he? That would be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or he would be like a Timpson employee. Like either way, they'd be a solid <laughs> situation, right? He'd be good. He'd be looked after. Oh, Timpson is awesome. Big ups, Timpson. Yeah, They're not even sponsoring us. They're amazing. <laughs> Give him some free press right there. Press. It's not press. I'm just speaking into a microphone and I'm hammered. Okay. <laughs> yes, I'm getting there. So, yeah, he can't stop stealing. We know that. Two of his most famous jailbreaks happened in the mid to late 1940s after he's fucked off from the army. So the first is when he's being transported by tram alongside several other prisoners. How do you think he escapes a tram? 
Jumps off the tram. <laughs> How does one do that? Just gets up and jumps off. Yeah, they don't move very it's fast. It's like a tourist tram where it's open. It's not like an open okay. trolley where you get to see the city. Um, in a laundry or a catering trolley. Ooh. Ooh. Very nice plan. Does he have does he a, a thing running along the side like the tram, like another car? You know, like they do sometimes in a movie when there's a train yeah. and they'll jump yeah, off into another car. Down. I think he's done a thing with two things. That's it. A thing with two things. Yeah. Like using like his engineering. That. Don't get technical. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it's a hard one to answer, but it's kind of remembering that at this time there's just security detail is there is none. So he has a knife with him. Okay. It's a serrated knife. He manages to cut a hole in the ceiling. Um, he, he gets another prisoner to like uh, create a diversion and the hole is tiny because he doesn't have that much time to do it before somebody notices. And I guess it's a soft enough top that he can do it. Um, I had the dimensions written down. And then actually I was like, don't give dimensions. Give the equivalent. So I found out that the hole that he cut was the same size as a basketball. <laughs> um, so question, could you fit through that? And I'm going to go, I'm going to put myself uh, out there. No, no, I couldn't. I would have my head out the tram, like, look at the you world. You haven't shown us a picture yet. I mean, I'm starting to think this guy could be like the villain in Batman. Do you know what I mean? He could like wear a cape and like, sort of say, I'm the Riddler, as he sort of like ran out. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. He's got that going for him. Yeah. I, I feel like if, if I had just won the ballroom dancing competition, I might be able to fit through it. Good point. He's fit. He's I'm dressed fit. a bit like a basketball tonight. I've got the exact same colours on. So um... I don't think that, yeah, oh, no. that might not help, though. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that's how it works. Well, that is, that is a shame because I've just been dressing I, for the, uh, for the so hole I want to get through. You, Hannah. <laughs> I just go to such little details where I'm like, oh, it must have been so sharp. Like, whatever. Yes, yeah, really serrated. the fuck out of himself. And I guess when you want to escape, like, you'll take those chances. But I'm just like... But also, just, th just thinking of using a serrated knife to cut through the metal, that's giving me that nails down a chalkboard for you. Oh, oh yeah, no, that would have sounded you. terrible. Now, he actually escapes with another apparently very thin, very slender or friend. Or just very slashed so friend. <laughs> yeah, very slashed, yeah. A lot of and cuts make, on this guy, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they make a run for it, uh, but he's spotted. So this guy is brilliant at escaping, but he is so shit at blending in. Like, he just I, never yeah, lasts. I feel like his career started pretty well, and now he's, like, in a bit of a rut with getting captured again. But you know what? He's just he's oh, too confident, isn't he? Game. He's too brazen. Well, yeah. it was that. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. So his second famous escape was from a prison transport van. This time, um, I'll just tell you about it. He's whittled a screwdriver into a knife, so it's very sharp. That's what the kids call a shank. I watch programs. And he just cuts through the mesh that's holding him in, and he jumps out the back. So some very dramatic escapes. I love um, the idea that he when he was like at prison, he kind of like, there was like classes and it's like, well, you can either do shank making or ballroom. And he was like, I'm going to do a bit of both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He used his yeah. time in prison really yeah. well. You can't pigeonhole me. Really. Yeah. No, don't pigeonhole him. You can't fence him in. <laughs> I'm every woman. Yeah. It's all in me. Okay. That's what that song's about. It's about shanks and ballroom. Yeah. 
and how they go together uh, and how they go right together Mm. um he also there's so many anecdotes but he escaped from a jail cell by by removing the grill at the top and jumping down a 20-foot wall he escaped through the bathroom ceiling of another prison and scaled the walls um, at long bay he escaped from long bay wow and that's where he had experienced some of the most inhumane treatment oh no from the prison guards. Um, but he's so, it's so frustrating because you read it and he's so clever. One time he used wet bread, stuffed it through the lock in his cell so he could make a mold of the lock and whittled a screwdriver over weeks until it fit into the lock and let himself oh, out what? Wow. his own cell. Like he's what? so... Why did they make a film about Alcatraz when they could have done this? Yeah. I mean, yes, yeah. Right. Do you know what? I would have eaten that bread almost a Well, yeah. The I'd have been like, oh, come on, I need a snack. And so I think, I think we're, we're getting a portrait of a very slender man here, aren't we, who can fit through basketball-sized holes yes. and can forego bread. And say no. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> can say no to carbs. I need that to be a luck. Yeah. <laughs> it was always going to come back to the sourdough. Um, so a quote from him, I hardly ever encountered a locking device I would not beat, he once said. Um, I mean, pretty smug, but it's like, yeah, but how are you... At like staying yeah jail, why don't you then bro. run a bit further this time i don't mean to throw shade at darcy because i quite yeah. like them but but right, i think a lot so... of prisoners they actually you know they want to go back to jail don't they that's the thing it's like and it's interesting that he joined the army i think the structure you think he's he's got institutionalized a little bit yeah probably yeah, yeah. it's those ballroom lessons he yeah to go to the well that's step. that structure as well isn't it yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. very interesting stuff now he eventually receives a much harsher sentence than usual following a bank robbery. Oh, here we go. (laughs) Oh, is this auntie? Is this auntie I don't know why, but I was like, this is where auntie's going to come in. So take it away. Well, all all I know is, and I wish I had all the detail, but this is like, this is elven folklore. But basically my auntie, who was, she must have been quite young herself. She must have been like late teens and had like a, a Saturday girl job or, you know, sort of like worked in a department store and she just happened to be a witness to him being in the place where she was she was the key state witness that put him in prison because oh she she was able to identify that he was the one who was at the scene of the crime that's incredible she was um like the- she was absolutely terrified because at the i mean it's so funny hearing this background to him because the way my father tells it my, my father's one of six he's the youngest my auntie pat the woman in question is the oldest oh, okay and um my father talks about it like she put Al Capone away. It's like, you know what I mean? Like, he's this sort of like big, well figure, and she was really worried for her life, and you know, was wor- maybe worried about being a witness, and the police had to talk her into it, and all this. Jeez. But he sounds so crap the way you're. You know what I mean? It's like it, it's sort of like it's, I, I've got goosebumps, yeah. but I'm also slightly disillusioned because I thought she literally yeah. put away this massive underworld figure. But no, but but she was the key witness. Yeah. Wow. But I mean. Amazing. I don't have to tell somebody who's worked in media as long as you have. It's all about how you tell the oh, story. Yeah. <laughs> and we tell family yeah. stories, and I'm telling a story now. And I've but I feel like you're going. You know, he's the whimsical. You're going dancer. to tell me much more about this than I already know. Oh, I don't. I I don't think so. I mean, if if this was the moment where she was present, which makes sense, well, it, it was a bank Is her robbery. name? I mean, her name is it? Patricia Ulrich. So I don't know if she's mentioned in there, but yeah. And oh. you know what? There's a lot. There's a lot coming up where I can see how it would be kind of scary to 
go against this guy well, because his... he became quite popular in the media. He was a right. popular, like yeah. popular figure. Well, like people that escape. That's the thing about the Aussies. Okay. In Australia, everybody knows who Ned Kelly is. I kind of figure nobody over here knows, but right. Ned Kelly was a gangster, a murderer, a rapist, you know, the whole thing. But yeah. he, he is celebrated in ye olde folklore as some sort of outlaw hero. And yeah. there is that, that horrible anti-hero thing that happens. No, of course, yeah. of course, because they beat the system or whatever. Yeah, so there's probably a bit of that going on. I mean, my father and my auntie are going to get such a kick out of this. shout out to auntie pat yes (laughs) um so he receives a harsher sentence after this bank robbery why is his sentence more harsh than he's used to than the standard Um, few years i I could be totally wrong about this but I, i i what's ringing a bell is i think it's got something to do with um somebody important being hurt or Something, something like that. Something, something, somebody in government was personally affected by this, and that's as far as I can. That's yeah. Good. See, I was going to guess weapons. I was going to guess he had worse weapons. Or something. I, I, I could be making that up. Yeah. No, that no, that totally. That's a really good. And reason. sadly, it does make sense, doesn't it? That yeah. like when somebody important is affected, like, it's like. Well, Taylor's probably just going to say I'm totally wrong, but yeah. No, I think you're right, yeah. Joe. I was saying my before you said your guess that was what my guess was but i think your guess is right uh, for the most part i mean yes robbery is a violent crime in and of itself but up until now no one has really been hurt that we know of but this time Ooh. and it's actually not him it's his accomplice shoots somebody in the right right um i have that it's a clerk that was just from one source it could have been somebody no i think i think higher, what, I, I knew came. there was violence involved but i couldn't Okay. Yeah. 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 So this and is the first injury slash death, is it? He's crossed a line, basically. Well, at least that he's been caught for. And so, again, it's his accomplice, but he's there. Yeah. And, and he's the got clerk, the rap sheet. Yep. And the clerk does not die, but they are both charged with attempted murder, right. and he is sentenced to death. <laughs> oh wow. Okay. Oh wow. So suddenly we've gone from sort of oh, here's another stint. I'll just like... break out to death penalty. So next question: Is he actually put to death? No. I feel like he isn't. I, I, I can't like he's... remember. <laughs> <laughs> he's got to have one more escape left in him. Also, is this the sixth? When did Australia end the death penalty? Uh, they haven't, I don't think. No, I don't think. <laughs> 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 no, I'd like, well, I'd like to hope he didn't get the death penalty for that. He does not, mm. because what happens is a Labour government is voted in Ooh. around this time, and they actually reduce his sentence to life imprisonment. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, those were liberals letting him luxuriate in an abusive setting yeah. for the rest of his life <laughs> wasted our tax dollars but yeah so a, a change of government leads to this um change in a sentence but also a campaign is launched to free him so oh, wow oh, this poor time, Auntie Pat. Yeah. <laughs> oh no she's vilified <laughs> She was so brave, Auntie Pat. Yeah, Seriously, I'm so the law, like absolutely. It's very <laughs> Have a drink with Auntie Pat. Have her let's have her on. I want to hear her side. Yeah. If, if you think I It'll don't shut up, you have you don't you ain't seen nothing. <laughs> Yeah. That's my favorite kind yeah. of woman. So uh, a campaign is launched to free him. Petitions are signed. 
eventually he's released early and some of that has to do with um some religious figures get involved mm. and sort of advocate <laughs> for him yeah so it's this funny like fan club okay. um, question is darcy done with crime after he evades the death penalty no. <laughs> is he but like he really i think he really tries and just the world isn't good and like he can't get what he wants or what he needs keeping clean i don't know i think i I think he's been at this for a very long time he likes it yeah he does probably like it too yeah he likes that rush that i never get from him (laughs) if you want i'll come around and punch you in the back (laughs) (laughs) i've got my i've got my white jeans ready only a good friend would punch you in the back yeah (laughs) to make you feel alive alive. (laughs) punch me above my white jeans Guys, I just feel really connected to you right now. That's right. I'm at that level of wine where I feel like we're really good friends. Okay. Right. Of course he's not. Cheers. Of course he's not done with crime. He robs a jewelry store and he does more time. And look, ad nauseum, he escapes. He's caught. He's transferred to like five different facilities. They're all tired of him because he escapes and they get him and they're like, eh. So he just... He's doing the tour yeah. de prison. And he even goes on hunger strike at one point to protest the treatment he's well, receiving. Well, he, he, he ballooned up to the... 60 kilos. So, he, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, you have to cut like a beach ball out of the thing to get yeah. him out. Yeah. Like, Someday I'll get back to my basketball whole week. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. You basketball body ready. We're in the 60s now, just to kind of bring us along the decades. And even though he's in and out of prison, Darcy begins to get active in something new. What is that? Breakdance. Breakdance. I mean, credible, <laughs> credible guess. I'm about 22. It's about 20 years too early, but. Yeah, he was oh, so yeah. ahead of his time. So, oh, it's the 60s. Yeah. It's yeah. the 60s. Hula hooping. Well, That's but... not <laughs> Space hopping. <laughs> I mean, you know he's slaying that anyway. But like, he's kicking po- that in the dick. Political activism. Katie, you are, are you correct kidding? again. Yeah, he basically becomes a campaigner for prisoners' rights. Um, oh, well, see, that does make sense. He's a fucking expert and he's clever. <laughs> yeah, he starts telling his story. Um, you know, the times they are a change in. He's talking about his treatment. And all of this helps with prison reform in Australia slowly. Okay. But surely he starts counseling other prisoners. He's speaking oh, at events. Man. Yeah, and his testimony to the Royal Commission into the New South Wales prisons in 1977 is what led to really big changes into <gasps> the treatment of inmates oh my in Australia. God. That's huge. Yeah. Yeah, my family don't talk about that so much. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? That your family facilitated that happening. Yeah, if anything, it was a great thing that he went to prison again. It was yeah. part of his journey. <laughs> Look, if there's one thing I, I'm not going to let happen, it, Pat is the hero in this yeah, story. Yeah, that was really brave and he totally fucking nearly killed a clerk. So, like, yeah. that's on this him. This is how, I mean, come on. I don't mean to get too groovy, but this is how nuanced life is, yeah. right? Like, yeah. he ends up doing good because bad happened and he still does. But, like, life is this just is not black and white. doesn't seem like a terrible person. It's so great to hear. Yeah. Like, because this is genuinely the most nuanced case we've had in terms of the information that we've had. Like, we have, like, oh, they had to live with their uncle after their mum died, but we never have the fucking ballroom dance. Yeah. This is incredible. 
We can really. We've also never had somebody that actually my auntie said. <laughs> yeah, I know, that's true. <laughs> this is incredible. So we're nearing we're nearing the end of the case. I mean, so much happens. This guy has a very rich very rich life. In 1980, Dugan is released. Every time I say that, I feel like I'm saying Doogie Hauser. Dugan. I'm like, Doogie, Doogie, <laughs> Doogie Hauser. Yeah. In 1980, Dugan is released after yet another stint, having spent more than half his life in jail. Wow. Wait, so he and, does, sorry, Taylor, I'm so sorry. He does mass no, prison fine. reform and then he goes back into prison. Mate, he's still totally <laughs> well, like well, living. Well, he made like, it so good walk the that walk. he wanted to go back. <laughs> Yeah. Like, Let me just check. Is it proper food yeah. now? Yeah. Now it's like the Four Seasons, thanks to Darcy Dugan. So he's back yeah. in there. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm an undercover police. Actually, like, he's like um, Norm from please. Cheers. They're just yeah. like Darcy. Yeah. <laughs> he's actually a very selfish man. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, I plan to spend a lot more time here. It better be good. Yeah. I mean, yeah. There's nothing in the outside world that can equal whatever is driving him to repeat this pattern yeah. and that's why psychology fascinates he can't me break. it's incredible mm. he can't break his break addiction yeah so he's released after another stint he spent half his life in jail and something else happens in 1980 what do you think that's oh he becomes was? a dad <laughs> that's a really that's that's close when that he means? discovers punk oh yeah it's 1980 yeah, yeah. i don't know mm. yeah katie you're not far off just in that boring domestic sense that we connect these all together <laughs> he gets married oh wow <laughs> yeah he, well he gets married to a woman whose okay. brother has also been in and out of jail so she's a bit of a Ooh. a fangirl is it happily ever after with this woman I let me ask that yes. in a less loaded say way yes. <laughs> yeah well, no, he's so he gets married in 1980. He's arrested in 1981 for attempted armed robbery. Oh, well, he's going to be bored by a marriage to this lady. I mean, like they probably connected for a minute because she's like, my brother's like you. And he's like, yeah, I'm like me. <laughs> yeah. Well, they could do ballroom dancing. I mean, and they probably did for one year only. <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, once a freelance thief, always a freelance thief. So they separate, but they stay very good friends. Um, and then the story comes to an end following a stroke. He dies peacefully in 1991 oh, wow. at the age of 71. But, you know, I had this whole toast, which was sort of may all of our troubled lives lead to positive change. But I'm going to say... Here's to Auntie Pop. Yeah. As I say, she's rocking it. Yeah. Happy birthday, Auntie Pat. Happy birthday, Auntie Pat, the secret hero of the And I have to say, what's touched me about this is is I know that, you know, she was very, very fearful when that happened. But obviously he bore no malice, you know. Do you know what I mean? It was like he was Yeah, it was he never kind of contacted her or she never felt traumatized afterwards. So just that little moment that, you know, they kept the clippings from when she was in the paper because she was the witness. um, That's so exciting. Oh my goodness. You have clippings. I'm just a little bit too excited about it. It's amazing. It's so I haven't thought about Darcy Dugan in so long, but now I'm going to go and Google him. Oh, get that picture. Yeah. Yeah. See what celebrity looks like. (laughs) I just have to say, none of this was set up. Like, I feel like we just set up this whole, like, hey. But what's fascinating as well is, like, we've had a few... We've, we've had a few false starts with me coming onto this for various scheduling reasons and yeah. tech reasons. So 
I, I don't know if if I'd done this three months ago when we first talked about it, would that have been yeah. the case? But it, it's just, yeah, yeah. I, I have a habit of finding myself in weird coinkydink situation yeah so that yeah is that another prison in australia yes you're going to the quinky dink yeah they have sourdough bread i think it's called the clink no it's the quinky dink (laughs) (laughs) oh my god i'm so i honestly this has tickled me in places i didn't know could so exciting drunk women solving crime so this was from an Apple podcast review. Thanks for the five stars. It definitely didn't sway my decision to choose this crime, but it also did not hurt. So this is from Hint FHD. When I was a teenager, my twin sister and I used to get into huge arguments. I'm already so invested in this. Yeah. Sorry, I'm just throwing That's that out drama there. right away. <laughs> yeah. We used to get into huge arguments and invariably my parents would take the side of my sister. I'm the youngest. By like three or four minutes, right? Yeah. Well, and I know, I know like friends who are twins, that's the big deal. Like who was born first? I only pause on that just because I'm the youngest in my family and that's the cliche of like, oh, you get away with everything. So it's interesting that she said like, I'm the youngest. Maybe with twins, it's like the first one, you're like, yay, baby. And the second one, you're like- With twins, the oldest one is sometimes just a bit more healthier than the younger one. So the parents are really excited, like the old, the, the one that's born like two minutes earlier is sometimes like a fraction heavier and maybe just like the f- first one to latch on or like they do all the milestones like one second earlier and the parents get really excited like, oh, we're doing it right with this one. This one's really why, why do we need this other one? Yeah. Well, or yeah. like, oh, I'm really yeah. connected to this one that's doing everything right. This one seems a bit harder. This one's like ah. cries a bit more, like just... Because, like, you can't be the same parent to two babies. That one did it, and you can't be in two places at once. So <gasps> See, they I was end a up nanny for twins, and this man, this adds up just with that. Oh, really? Yeah, because wow. they just can't connect with that one, and then it becomes a self-fulfilling problem. Wow, that's fascinating. And it's no one's fault. I think you've given me a feature just... idea. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, we're just slaying life yeah. right now. This is great. <laughs> yeah. Also, I wish that, like, later in life, being the, like, the bigger, hungrier one was still an accolade. <laughs> like, no one gives me cred for that. Ever. No, you're so healthy. <laughs> I'm so healthy and voracious. And, like, when you um, latch on with your mum, she does not like it anymore. <laughs> oh, good Lord. Oh, good Lord. I'm really embracing my curves, though. It's body positive, guys. It's also, all body positive. Everyone here, here right now is fabulous. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm really like, I'm really sappy drunk, so I'm not going to even go on that monologue. <laughs> let's, let's hear the rest of this crime. Holy shit, sorry. Her family's like, are they going to get to the crime? <laughs> this is your moment, it's boring. Like, okay, it five stars, but we can change it. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Three. During one of these arguments, I stormed off to my room for a good old teenage sulk. Fast forward half an hour, and my sister goes up to her room and finds her ornamental water sprayer smashed (gasps) on her bedroom floor. Side note, she'd bought this blue glass water sprayer to water her plants the week before, and she was insanely proud of it. 
My whole family is convinced I was the guilty party, and still to this day, it's a point of contention. Oh, I swear I did not do it. Please help vindicate me by solving this. Okay, problem. we oh, need to I know. know. I know exactly what happened. Go on. Okay. The other, the other twin did it. And Fraser. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just to cement her favoritism. <gasps> That's a dark answer, but well, I it's, it. it's conspiracy. It's so simple. It's, it, it, it's when a government, like you know, was when. when Russians blow up a flat and say, oh, it was the Chechnyans. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. your enemy that did that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Shit. Okay. Either that or it was a ghost. That's my that's my two theories. I was going to say a cat did it. But Do they I have a cat? cats in this home. Well, this is it. We don't have this information. Yeah. So my theory is um, not watertight. <laughs> Joe, so deep was my bias when I read this, that that just didn't even cross my mind. That is so insightful. Yeah, that's the irony. The I know, irony I'm very cynical. You began this episode yeah. <laughs> apologizing for your mental. To be a woman and just deficit thinking is rife and we must. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what anyway. I think might have happened? Is I think that the the twin um, that got the, the the sprayer broken, I think she had said somewhere near Christmas. Oh, I really like that house plant. Really like that. And then at Christmas, she'd been given this fucking thing, this oh. sprayer instead of a Sega Mega Drive or something. <laughs> and she was so annoyed. You know when you you show interest in something at Christmas and you're like, oh, and then fuck, like, oh you like that? Fuck, there I'm going to be given. Yeah, I'm going to be given plants. What have I done? Yeah, and so she yeah, wanted yeah. to cement. Do you know what? Emotionally, I can't connect plants anymore. So I think you're right. I think it was her. And she was like, oh, Hannah. Twist yeah. it. I can, I can get this on my sister. I, I grew up in a jungle of siblings. I, I, you know, I mean, seriously. How many did you have? Uh, well, I'm one of four and I had, That's and, you know, oh my God, the, the outright war we waged on each other for years and years and years. I, I'm telling you, I want that. Uh, older twins alibi yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 yeah. i mean what feels really great is that we've broken up at least one family yeah. well they needed <laughs> to know episode. we've caused i mean they, they you know they, they they can move on now in a clean way they've yeah. got to they've got to kick that perfect one off her perch yeah and just all face the facts yeah, yeah you, 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 you have raised one good one evil we've we've identified and isolated the <laughs> evil one this feature is getting more and more interesting (laughs) i know some of it is the sauvignon blanc but man this has been this has been a hell of a good time so we have just enough time to ask joe what are you up to other than isolation and wearing fabulous jumpers that i hope we got a screenshot of um (laughs) is there anything that you would like to plug tell us bless you stuff you've got coming up well you know we're my team and i are working our nuts off in self-isolation also producing a weekly magazine new magazine every sunday it comes out yeah and uh my pod husband and i james williams have got is it just me the podcast where we talk to a celebrity every week and ask things like you know should you hate someone just because they've got colored toilet paper instead of white toilet paper so, and should you what was the answer? yeah totally but, um, okay good yeah particularly if it's scented because apparently that dries out your anal glands well you, might, okay. you know i mean if you're gonna have scented toilet paper you're gonna also need the money for the canister but um, <laughs> It's a trade Yes, come on, people. Uh, Think it. Through. If you if you're looking for highbrow, 
don't come to me. No, I, this sounds a perfect for me. Where can we find this? <laughs> All the usual platforms. Oh, absolutely. Yes. We can yes. find you. Oh, Joe, I just think this has been a I really can't tell you how much I've enjoyed it. Yeah. yeah. Thank you so much. We've been drunk oh, women solving crime. My Auntie Pat solved it, but you know. Yes, Auntie Pat. Drunk Women Solving Crime is produced by Amanda Redman with music by The Lion and the Wolf. You can follow us on Twitter at Drunk Women Pod and on Facebook and Instagram at Drunk Women Solving Crime. And please review us on Apple Podcasts. Also, if you've got a petty crime you want us to solve, then please write it in that review and we'll solve it. Thank you so much to ACAST for hosting us and thank you for listening. 